0: Visit the Betfred Sportsbook at I-270 and MD-85 in Frederick, right next to Longshot's Off-Track Betting. Go to BedfredSports.com for more information and your chance to win exclusive merchandise. Must be 21 or older. Play responsibly. For help, call 1-800-GAMBLER.
1: Hey, this is Rachel Baller from Skid Row, and you're listening to Cobras and Fire. Remember,
2: rock is not dead. Hi, this is Jeff Tate, and you're listening to Cobras and Fire. Let me tell you this Rock is not dead.
1: You're listening to Cobras and Fire and Bren Arms from Flip.
3: Hey, this is Eddie Trunk, and you're listening to the Cobras and Fire podcast. And don't ever let anybody tell you that Rock is dead because it is not, it's not going anywhere. As a matter of fact, I say it's coming back big time.
1: Hey, this is Tony Harnell, and you're listening to the Cobras and Fire Podcast. Rock is not dead. It's hiding, and you found it. This is
3: Toby Wright, and
4: you're listening to the Cobras and Fire Podcast. Rock is not dead. It's hiding,
5: and you just found it. Hey, this is Jason Bieler, and you're listening to the Cobras and Fire Podcast. By the way, if you're playing with Cobras and Fire, it's highly dangerous, and I don't suggest it, at least not at home. Rock is not dead. It's hiding, and you have found it. Oh.
3: Big, Tad rich. I'm just letting you know. Rock
6: ain't dead.
7: Thank you for calling the Cobras and Fire podcast. Rock is not dead. This call may be monitored or recorded for quality assurance purposes. If you are calling because you bought us a beer and we haven't drank it, please press one. If you are calling because Baco mistook your bathtub for Ron Keel's hot tub, please press two. If you are calling because Luz Cannon held the door for you at Einstein Bagels and then lost his shit, please press 3. If you are Josh Toomey calling to complain about a clip show, don't be like that.
6: Bro.
4: iPhone, Android or whatever There's It's almost impossible Unless you're in the front row To get a picture that doesn't look like dog shit Do you uh, understand that You're never going to look at them again You think you want all this stuff And I gotta tell you This filming at a concert Is the same thing as the equivalent of a selfie Can I go into this Oh
8: you were telling me you wanted to go on Oh I gotta hear the, the loose cannon uh, Old man
4: selfie rant Okay I have never Ever. You, you like to take some selfies because you're very self-indulgent and you like taking pictures of yourself in certain situations by yourself. And you like how you look exactly. Uh, 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 With the perfect uh, angle two, and lighting. Two, yeah. two, 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 and a, two and a half Kinda feet away. Kind of suck in that gut,
8: turn the chin.
4: Uh, <laughs> <yeah>.
8: <laughs> hey, look how awesome I look today, people. Yeah. <laughs> you yeah, saw yeah, me walking and- out of a shower like That's not the same guy. <laughs> <laughs> like Vince Neal <Neil's> in <laughs>
4: 2020 yeah maybe Vince Neal should should work out some kind of selfie angle the entire concert you think he can, do you think he has one I don't think he has a selfie angle
6: uh,
4: <laughs> he's got like a selfie stick and
8: he's like showing the guy making his burrito at Chipotle <laughs> that would be great wouldn't it oh would man to- just think how much that would boost our ratings
7: it
4: would oh. it would all come it would all come together um, but yeah, so my point is is that uh, in my day, a selfie was when Hulk masturbated to himself. <laughs> 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 that was a Hulk selfie. Hulky. Yeah, giving, your, giving yourself a selfie was something you used with uh, you had you had your uh, you know your regular chair and you had your selfie chair, right?
9: Yeah. What's going on
4: over there? Oh. This is where I jerk off. So the term selfie, it's, the term selfie itself is has a bad vibe with me. Pete, I, I just showed you a jerk-off chair. I don't bring women in here. <laughs> you doing the, uh, the uh, whole I love you, man? Yeah, great the, movie. God, the jerk chair. <laughs> Pete, this is the
2: man cave. There's no women allowed in Aladdin here. I had a jerk-off station, for God's sakes.
4: But the whole thing is, is I just want to set a scene. Is I talked about that I went to the desert of California called Palm Springs last episode. And I was telling my my ignorance about many things. But at the hotel, there was a, a just basically it was like a party atmosphere. And there was like 200 kids. They are all fucking millennials. And I'm not exaggerating. At one point, I went to go get something from the, the room. And I came back. And I was and I entered. And I, I'm going to have to say 80% of the pool was taking selfies of themselves. <laughs> I'm not joking. And th- this is a very risky proposition. They're drinking all day. They're by yeah. the water. I, it, But but there was pictures of selfies, of people taking selfies, of everything. And I was like, oh my God. I mean, what the fuck is going on? There's never a single time where I'm like, today I need to take a picture of myself with my arm extended. It's just not oh, something boy. that I want to do. We're talking about future senators here,
8: man. <laughs>
6: to wonder
8: A while back, we covered uh, the dust-up that happened between uh, Tommy Lee and his son, Brandon. They had a bit of a falling out. And uh, because we care, we made fun of the whole thing. <laughs>
4: <laughs> well, again, he did hear the song uh, with his name in it. Yeah. It's, a it's justified you would do the same thing yeah, if there course. was a song called Baco.
8: Oh, my God. I really wish my dad would have wrote a song called Baco.
4: <laughs> <laughs> Can you imagine?
8: Steve in here. Um, like that. Play a little ditty I wrote for my son Baco. Love you, buddy. Hope you hope you enjoy it. Right, hold on, hold on. It looks like I gotta tune up my little guitar here. on Loose, uh, and they like to call it uh, Music's Biggest Nights Um, I'm not really sure what what exactly you wanted to talk about I definitely have some thoughts on the Grammys, but I'm going to let you take the lead. Uh, What are your general thoughts on on the program? Was there anything you
4: wanted to bring up? The first thing uh, that I realized is every time the Grammys take place, I find out about it a couple days later. (laughs) So it's almost as if I don't give a fuck You know what I did during the Grammys? What?
8: I sat in a hot tub with Ron Keel
4: I gotta tell you, you might want to clean that hot tub
8: out at this point. Because <laughs> he plays acoustic don't... guitar in the hot tub, by the way.
6: <laughs> oh, really? That's, yeah, that that's warped
8: as shit. But he can still uh, pluck away at it. But anyway, he's got he's got acoustic elbow. Yeah. So we skip the really Grammys high. and the Super Bowl halftime show and just take you know take in a hot tub.
4: I cannot wait for you guys to show up on the scooter. That's all I got to yeah. say. Rockin' Pod 3. Yeah. But uh, walking in like, like like one of those movies where everything slows down, the, 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 the doors open up, and there's like the, the, the bright lights. and do, 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 do. You,
8: you know, I've been in. trying to get uh, my boy uh, Wilson, who lives out there by you, jealous over my bromance with Ron Keel. It's not working, so now I'm trying to do it with you. Are, are you upset that uh, um, basically uh, I might be leaving you for another man? <laughs>
4: I don't know. D- does does me uh sending you pictures of of the ambiguously gay <laughs> duo on a scooter together and saying this is this is Baco and Keel like Jordan and Peel, does that upset you? Uh, I didn't I didn't know it was the shot. No, it was very uh, passive aggressive. Just, you
8: know. <laughs> anyway, back to the Grammys where uh so so just so the so, listeners at home yeah, remember yeah. me and Ron are in a hot tub and the Grammys are being televised. Carry on
4: now yeah, here here's how I summarize the Grammys though is you know, you vote as a great American, right? American, American?
8: As as is my right to do so until convicted of a felony. <laughs> I, you like how I'm like just banking on the idea that it, someday I will be convicted of a felony?
4: <laughs> you're just putting it out there.
8: Yeah, I, you, I, I, it's unavoidable, Luz. It's in my Broadway. blood. It's in my blood and
6: it's
4: in my bones. In my heart and it's in my soul. Point being is when you're going through that huge hanging chad <laughs> uh, ballot, and you're getting confused. Uh, uh, we as, use as we
8: markers here in Minnesota like good Americans.
4: Okay. Anyway, you're working with the chads, and you're moving them, and they're hanging this way and hanging that, and you're 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 deciding what you're going to vote for. At some point, there's a section or a department that you just really don't understand too much about. <laughs> but unopposed you know, unopposed offices. Yeah, unopposed offices, but but, but let's say that there are a few candidates though there, but it's a category you just – you don't really care that much about. But you know, you know you've seen a few signs. You've seen a lot of signs in people's yards and that (laughs) guy that you saw that sign for, you're going to vote for him. Well, that's how I think that the Grammys vote for for hard rock or rock music in general, heavy metal, whatever – Uh, the the categories are, are the people that people have seen. Those people that are voting give zero fucks about rock music, but they've seen enough signs to vote for them. And that is how Greta fucking Van Fleet won this year. And what did they win? Rock album of the year or something like that? Whatever it is, because that's the only name they've been shoved down that they've seen the sign for in their, their neighbor's yards for rock.
8: Yeah. I, 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 I will admit I'm kind of past the whole, I mean, rock and metal being ignored, uh, it, it, it look. I get why it's irritating because it's irritating as fuck to me, and I'll get into that a little more in a second here. But it, it's, it's kind of like I don't know, complaining about traffic at this point. That's not even a good Greta Van Fleet record,
4: right? I'm not even yelling about Greta Van Fleet. I'm saying that's that's how little they're served up, and you don't care enough about it. So there's just enough information out there for, to make those decisions. And, yeah,
5: uh, it's, it's weird how they,
4: quick they kind of yeah. got to where they did because.
8: Uh, I think
5: we'll go
4: about
8: that in the next section, too. Uh, yeah, because like, about two years ago, uh, I was basically asked by their manager if they could stay at my house for a week. You know, right. and, and now I, I can't even get a, a freaking photo pass to their show.
4: Or no, you don't even get a response back, really.
8: Well, I get a response that says no. <laughs> <laughs> a, a serious question, though, Luce. The Grammy uh, gave out over 80 awards. The telecast is something like three and a half hours. So it's a long program. How many of those 80-plus awards do you think were televised? 25. (laughs) Okay. 10. 10. Really? So here's okay. my here's my thing. The, the Grammys isn't even about the Grammys anymore. I mean, we, we see this time and time again, and not in a, in a matter that I consider progress. It's, it's always regress. MTV no longer plays music. The Learning Channel, they fucking feature shows like Honey Boo Boo and Twin Sane Wedding. It used to be like about educational program. But did you know Twin Sane Wedding is about twins getting married? They also have another great program called Dr. Pimple Popper And Say Yes to the Dress (laughs) The E! Network, the Entertainment Network Is basically just the 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 Kardashians on Constant Loop Mm -hmm. I I think they spend one hour a day with entertainment news And then go back to whatever fucking side show they have For that, that, that garbage pile family
4: That's actually the name of the
8: show you I actually have a show again. Uh, the, the Keeping up with the Kardashians. Kim and Chloe, no. Chloe and Kim. Uh, uh, the slow one and the ugly one. Uh, uh, my dad has a vagina. Uh, you know, it's just I'm not even going to get into the kind of mentality of people that actually. I watch think we it. just found our show title. My dad has a vagina. <laughs> oh my god! I think we're about a season away from Dancing with the Stars being about cou- uh, couples counseling. There'll be no dancing. There's already no stars, so
4: but the brand is so important. And at the end, at the end, they'll they're they're uh, remodel a house. The point, the point being,
8: yeah, if they're going to remodel a house, you're not going to see any of the remodeling. You're going to see people fighting and the host going, "What's the real issue between the two of you?" For 55 minutes, and then some jackass is going to go, "Move that."
4: best! And the house is rebuilt. Hopefully nobody is stealing this idea, because I'm Plug in right now. This okay.
8: <laughs> My point is, this isn't the biggest night in music any more than Valentine's Day is the Super Bowl for convenience stores. I mean, this this is just a fucking shit show. It is like, can we talked about Firefest in the last episode? It isn't about the music. It's about the celebrity. It's about the people who's sitting next to who and who's doing this. Three and a half hours, and you show one out of every eight awards. Ten fucking awards, and you have 20 shit fucking performances. And they always throw in some token rock performance. This year was the Red Hot Chili Peppers with something called Post Malone. I'm going to steal a joke from Eric Miller. My entire life, musically, is (laughs) 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 pre-Malone. Thank you, Eric Miller. This is my point my overall synopsis here i believe in rock and i think music matters and to see this shit show which is really more of a funeral for music than anything that celebrates it it's paraded annually as the most important night that fucking breaks my heart this this is garbage. I mean, it it, it it's it just gets progressively worse. The Grammys seem to be trying to convince you that rock music doesn't exist. Spectacle is real. And that's why I, I I have to say something. That's why I don't want to sit quiet. Fuck you, Lady Gaga and your crocodile tears. And fuck you, anybody who enjoys that garbage. Oh, am I... Uh, what's her name? Fucking Alicia Keys hosted the thing? Did you see her play two pianos? Oh my God! People... They weren't two different fucking instruments. They were two pianos parked next to each other, and she literally just turned her stool. Jesus what, fucking Christ! But one of them
4: was a grand piano, so you have to be a really.
0: They great were both. Player.
8: Wait, what was the other one? A baby grand? That's right. Yeah, oh,
4: Jesus. It, I mean, you no. Know, one was black and one was white to
8: show unity. At least-
4: Listen, her name is Alicia Keys. She knows different sizes of keys to play.
8: She's a fucking idiot. And you know what? She's she's trying to push this no makeup movement. Sorry, baby. You, You need it.
6: Oh, you hey.
4: Now let's move on to Buck
8: Jerry. You know how, like, Paul Stanley talks about, like, Ace really wasted his talent? This band had so much promise based on the, what my early uh, reception, and, and they have just, I don't even understand how they continue to have a career with, with songs like Crazy Bitch, and it's just like, uh, and the, the singer was just out recently Talking about how like He thinks that they should be more popular And I'm like I do not think you should be more popular I actually like him as a singer a lot I just think their music It, it just It went from being a great rock band To I don't even know what the fuck you call them now I mean they're, yeah, I, they're yeah. basically you, you know those stickers at, at Spencer's That say fuck you you fucking fuck If that sticker was a band It would be Buck Cherry <laughs>
6: Yeah.
4: There is a, uh, a new announcement in the rock world, and that is that Jeff Tate, formerly, <laughs> formerly of, of Quintryk, is now being a chauffeur and taking people on wine tours.
8: Yeah, and uh, bands in town has already got me going, so.
4: <laughs> so, no, this is not in this country, just so you know.
8: Yeah, this is in Europe, um, right?
4: Yeah, it's, it's in Europe. And um Again, the, the the this following segment, the jokes have written themselves. Okay, so I uh, you you first. Uh, what are your thoughts on this uh, on this process? Because uh, it, it, it t- 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 kind of set you up a little bit. Many years ago, we talked about you going to a Jeff Tate solo show. Yes, right? yes. And um, Jeff Tate, what is his concept of his music? And what his fan base actually
8: is. I mean, he has his fan base, which are our metal fans, sure. And he clearly wants more. Like he, like we're talking about a wine tour. He was drinking wine, and like, you know, he's like he's he's doing a storyteller kind of thing. And then, like, meanwhile, like some drunk guy with his shirt tucked in really tight from like the, uh, you know, I don't know, the uh, Empire <laughs> tour is going. Uh, <laughs> what are you drinking, Jeff? And of course, he's like, "Oh, you know, this is uh '86 uh, wall. And he's like, "You're like,
3: get fucked up, you know." It's like,
8: <laughs> and so I kind of felt bad because it's clear that he wants something more than what his audience will ever give him. These people that uh,
2: I loved, I took care of, uh, I nurtured all the relationships, uh, worked at a very intimate level. The betrayal is like immense. He,
4: he really does, and and to that end. You know, he's he many years ago he put out his own wine called appropriately titled Insania.
2: Yeah, yeah. People always ask me, Is this a hobby? No, it's it's more than that now. It's grown into a passion.
4: Yeah, and uh, and and is it a hobby by the way?
2: No, it's it's more than
4: that now. World-famous rock star, 25 million albums, as you said, and also in his his pedigree is the fact that he is a world traveler. Yes. I just want to make sure you understand that. Being a world traveler is not a skill, okay? <laughs> All you need to do is buy plane tickets <laughs> and fly around and go visit places.
8: You're yes? For, I'm going to do a quick Jeff Tate impersonation here. Ready? Go ahead. You're forgetting – the ability to buy said plane tickets.
4: Well, with that said, all people if you, if you were a band of any worth, you are a world yeah. traveler. I think okay.
8: don't you think he is actually implying that like he travels away from touring?
4: I, what are you the devil's advocate here? Are you are you the Jeff Tate defender? Uh,
8: I, apparently role? that's my role. Uh my shirt is clearly untucked and I am <laughs> uh I have a wine
4: snifter. Anyway, so this this tour <laughs> goes on for eight days. Okay, I think the amount is two thousand. Whoa, whoa. dial remember. it back in. What tour are you talking about? I'm sorry, the wine tour where he drives you around.
8: This is the Jeff Tate wine tour where yeah, have we yeah. Even, have we even properly explained what this is? I think uh, go ahead. Yeah, Please. so like the basically Jeff Tate is selling like a uh, a trek through Europe. Where, uh, you know, y- y- you ride with him through uh, Europe to over eight days to a bunch of different vineyards, and you sample wines that are uh, get the Jeff tape, mushroom stamp, seal of approval. It's not something I'm proud of.
4: No, that's right. So uh, they missed out on a great op- opportunity here, and I'm going <laughs> to just claim it right now. And that is this tour, first off, should have been called Operation Wine Crime. Ooh, nice. Yes? Yeah, Come on. I like that. And, and I think that Operation Wine Crime is the vest tour you can ever go on. Nice. Did you ever rock the vest look? I
8: didn't. Did you? Oh, yeah, baby. I uh, I, I actually had a paisley vest in the mid-'90s. I would go clubbing <laughs> with just that. So you you just get all jacked to the gym and just throw on the vest and, and go out in the town? Yeah, all of that except for the getting jacked at the gym part. Yeah. <laughs>
4: okay Yeah, no right, joke
8: well, baby I, i'm glad cell phone cameras that exist back then although you know it, it, it worked a little bit for Baka.
4: all right all right so so essentially this this goes into your whole defending of jeff tate because when you see him on stage <laughs> you think about your time in the vest right uh, yeah
8: i wonder if you take this tour if you get a vest
4: i probably do yeah I'm you sure can, it comes it's, with it's a vest like, it's, well, it's like the, all the VIP, you know, you usually get a free T-shirt, right? It's, it's, free. it's got like a monogram GT on it. <laughs> but anyway, so the point is, is that Jeff Tate is doing this. <laughs> First off, it's going to be eight days. So he's, he's selling this whole thing. And, you know, he has this concept, I'm sure, of him driving a this, you know, 15-passenger van or whatever like that. I'm imagining wine. you and me in the backseat of a Fiat.
2: is an example of a trip where you're basically on a guided tour by somebody who's knows the place and that's you right uh, that's me and i've been there a whole lot i know all the cool places to go i know what things to avoid and so you're gonna go and you're gonna have a really good time you're gonna be probably inebriated the whole time but that's cool (laughs) (laughs) are
8: are you are we actually like are you driving uh i do on some days
2: okay the days I don't drink.
8: <laughs> okay, it, well, I, that was assumed. But uh, um, is it like a van or a couple cars, or what do you do? I'm just trying to picture yeah, this whole got, thing.
2: we've got like a you know Mercedes Sprinter van, and it's pretty comfy and cushy and and safe and and fun, and uh, but yet you know it's me driving. Yeah, <laughs> so he <laughs> <you> got that.
8: <laughs> yeah how how drunk are we talking? Are people taking shirts off at the end of the night or?
2: Oh, you know, it it gets kind of crazy, yeah. Okay. <laughs>
6: After her dream with with much much desire. desire. But when she That's all the city life requires And the days of vanity
8: You know, we've been talking a lot about concerts, so that's because we've been going to a lot of concerts. Yes. And it sounds like you have something else you want to talk about.
4: Sure. So I saw this this uh, concert that was also a beer fest pop up. that I, I believe it was a different location last year, but it's called Sabrosa Fest. It's in the second year, and they have it in uh, California, in Salt Lake City, in Utah, and Denver. And it is a craft beer taco and music festival. With mucho libre <laughs> wrestling. So here's the thing: the hook was unlimited tastings of over 150 different craft beers that goes from noon okay. from noon into four, and the price of this thing was 40. Wait bucks. a second!
8: What? You get to taste 150 different beers made it in 150 different places from noon to four,
4: but Jeff Tate takes you to like 10 vineyards over eight days. I know this is just packing it in. It's more. It's more. Uh, it, it's more efficient. So, yeah. So the but and the lineup on this thing was the Vandals, Black Flag with a fake uh, Henry Rollins, which is pointless. Strung Wait, out. Black Flag was there. <laughs> yeah, Black Flag was there. Strung out. The Dwarves, who are the fuck they are, and uh, but my my selling point was the beer and Bad Religion, who I've never seen. I'm I'm a big fan of. I, I uh, okay. I'm not that big of a. Punk fan, but Bad Religion has always broken through for me. So, point is, forty bucks, which is actually less than usually a beer fest is with no entertainment. But I just want to go into beer fest in general. Have you ever been to a beer fest with all the tastings? I have not. Okay, so basically, you're given when you when you enter a uh, a two ounce. They don't, don't have a lot of
8: all you can drink Coors Light beer fests. <laughs> Switching gears a little bit to Kiss. Uh, if I under I've heard you talk about it quite a bit. Uh, hopefully, I got some new, fresh angles for you a little bit. Uh, but, but if I understand your your background, you came in around '76 with the Destroyer. Is that when you became a fan?
3: That's when I got the, my first Kiss record, which was Rock and Roll Over. Was the new album at the time? Okay. And destroyer was the first record I bought. That's correct.
8: All right, I, I, I only mention that because I come in uh, with a live to late '77. Um, so I've been. That a fan. was the
3: first time I saw them live.
8: Okay, my my my, my fandom has been pretty lifelong. I, I just wanted you to have that kind of reference point before we carried on. I heard you on another uh, on on a Kiss podcast, uh, three sides of the coin. I really mm-hmm. I really enjoyed it, but I, ha- I should preface that by saying I kind of enjoyed it because. I don't think I've ever heard you have a take on Kiss that I personally disagree with. So it's almost like you know you're preaching to the choir when it comes to this stuff. When you were on that show, though, and, I, and I'm not asking you to tear into these guys or anything like that, but but at a certain point for me listening to it, did it ever feel to you almost like that movie Groundhog Day? Like you're they they it seemed like you were getting pulled back to the same point without anything different being added. Like you end up kind of I don't know. Just, <laughs> it seemed like they just kind of repeating the same thing. Like well, don't you think this Eddie and
3: well, I, I don't know. I mean, I, I think those there's three guys that do that podcast, and I think they all come at it from a little bit of a different uh, perspective, I guess, on things. I none of my, them agree with take, you
8: as far as the Ace and Peter thing, though.
3: Yeah, I yeah, I guess not. I mean, which is fine. Again, I I appreciate oh, sure. and respect everybody's opinions, but I I um. You know, the one guy I forget, I forget all their names, but the one guy who was was clearly like uh, <laughs> the, the 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 super fan of of the group by far, where I remember he was the guy that like literally like was willing to I think at one point I even said, so you're pretty much willing to accept anything on any day that they're throwing at you. Correct. And he's like, yeah, pretty much. You know, I love Kiss and anything they want to do is. And I, I that, you know, that's that's kind of stuff is hard for me to process. Even though I, I, again, everybody's entitled to like what they want and their opinions. But when when you get to that level where it's just like, I'm willing to really accept everything and anything that this band wants to do or whatever marching orders they give on any given day. That I have a hard time with because I just can't even understand that. I mean, as I've said a lot. The every band that I love, and there are many more beyond Kiss, but every band that I've ever loved, I can point to a period in their career that I was not that big of a fan of, that I didn't agree with what they did, that I didn't like the lineup, sure. that I didn't like the music they were making. There's nothing wrong with that. So, um, but I don't, I can't think honestly of any band that I've ever liked that I've literally liked every single era and every single thing and record they've ever done. But he was of that mindset and mm-hmm. I, I find that pretty fascinating <laughs> and I'm sorry that you know, I'm sorry that I forget his name. I, 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 I believe remember. you're talking
8: about Mark Cicchini. If I'm, if I'm, I think that was the one that you had to that little exchange with. Uh,
3: yeah, maybe, but he said that, you know, he, he, I remember him saying that he had, you know, he had the money to do, you know, all these exorbitant meet and greets Mm -hmm. and he didn't care. And he was happy that these were offered to him and all that. And that's, (laughs) again, that's his prerogative. But for me, I I don't, I don't, I, I think that being a fan is being able to have these discussions and debate and discuss this stuff and give your honest opinion. And if that's how he feels, he's entitled to that. But for me, it's kind of hard to, even have really much of a debate with someone like that because they're basically admitting that whatever the marching orders are that given day (laughs) is how you're going to fall in line.
8: And I sure as hell didn't need to pay $9 for a Miller Lite that night.
4: <laughs> That's a real sticky point for you. Isn't yeah.
8: It? It's, it's, yeah. And by the way, I want to throw something at you. I would like Cobras and Fire to officially take a stand. It requires you to be on board with this, but I would like to throw it out there. And if you give me your support, this can be the official stance of Cobra and Fire. Can I can I throw it at you? Please. From this point forward, as long as you agree, Cobras and Fire officially St- takes the stand that any beer that costs more than $7 includes the tip.
4: Oh my god, yes. <laughs>
8: See, uh, you follow Justin Bieber on social media, right? <laughs> no. <laughs> well, he made some headlines with a tweet. I'm, I'm just going to read it, and we'll kind of take it from there. Uh, okay. I want to challenge Tom Cruise to fight in the octagon. Tom, <laughs> if you don't take this fight, you're and he he spelt it wrong. <laughs> you're oh, scared, yep. right. and you will never live it down. <clears throat> I would oh. fucking love to see this. I might, I might actually watch my first UFC fight if Tom Cruise and Justin Bieber went at it. How tall is Bieber? Short like
4: Cruise? Oh, it's got to be sh- as short or shorter. <laughs> He looks like a he looks like a little guy, and 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 first off, is there a beef between Tom Cruise and Bieber to begin with? Or
8: yeah, no one has any idea. I, every story I've read on this, like cause no one, they have no idea where this is coming from.
4: I'm going to say that this would go down like you know a Tyson fight, circa mid '80s or whatever, like that, like in 90 seconds. I mean, <laughs> even if if Tom Cruise. You know, obviously he's a movie star, stuff like that, but I understand he does some most of his own stunts of those Mission Impossibles. Yeah. yeah. Guy's in shape for a 55 year old. He's going to, he's going to stomp that little bitch's ass. I wonder, you know, I, I,
8: I would probably put my money on him, but just because I think he's got like this, this really dark, like violent side. Who? That, Bieber? Uh, th- no, no, Tom Cruise. Like, oh, I, hey. I'm with you. I, and I don't mean that in the sense of like, you know, like there's a, uh, a trail of battered women in his life. I mean, like, he's one of those guys that you just push the wrong button and he goes, fucking nuts.
4: Well, plus he has the power of Scientology going through his veins.
8: Yeah, very, fair, fair enough. So if, even if he loses, uh, they'll kill Bieber.
4: <laughs> That's right. Going clear.
8: Yeah, going clear. <laughs> so what, 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 should, what, what, what would they charge for this? Uh,
4: well, um, I believe that... The price is the price to get to like level twelve of Scientology to, to watch it. <laughs> That's <laughs> you what you think what I know it is. It's like have you seen that documentary where that that dumbass from King of Queens, like the the wife, isn't yeah. it? And she, she yeah. was like abducted by Scientologists.
8: Well, no, she was raised a Scientologist. Her mom was one. Whatever. My version's better. <laughs> yeah, my, okay, whatever. It's not a difference without distinction, but yeah, no. She, well, I would say she had to flee like uh, an abductee. I
4: would, I would say that the pay per view has those things like, like you can just watch it, or you can watch it and be on level whatever, getting closer to <laughs> like what's, what's the end goal, Scientologist? You you, Scientologists? you, could, you, you have ahead.
8: to, you have to have one of those. Uh, you have to have your thetons oh. tested while you're watching it. You know? <laughs> You got one of those thet meters, and as long as your your thetans are good, the, the broadcast stays going.
4: Yeah, I mean, one of the kind of the beginning tiers is you get a signed hardcover copy of <laughs> Battlefield Earth.
8: <laughs> is it like signed by his corpse hand or something? Uh, they probably keep him around like in some kind of tube, I would assume. But
4: I would I would like to I would like to see uh, Bieber take a big that thing is like. 900 pages and just smack smack Tom Cruise across the across the jowls with
8: it yeah maybe that's the way it goes you got Bieber hitting him with copies of Dianetics and
6: and, and meanwhile
8: like Tom Cruise is like throwing him down on the mat and like tattooing douche on on Bieber's stomach Uh, something like that that would be uh, pretty interesting
4: or, or maybe uh, Tom Cruise just smacks him in the face with all his royalty checks.
8: <laughs> Tom Cruise gets a step stool and
4: smacks him in the face with his royalty checks. What I would like to see fight Bieber is Nick Nicholas Cage. <laughs>
8: hey, remember when uh, Nick Cage and uh, Vince Neal got in a drunken kind of slap fest in Vegas? <laughs> of course, <laughs> that was awesome.
6: That's what it takes me Baby To show how much you
8: Uh, the the Dirt made a little bit of a headline again recently uh, with Courtney Love chiming in with her thoughts. She was speaking uh, uh, during a recent interview with something called Just Interview. Uh, that's that's the best I could get out of that. But let me just read read her comment to you, and then we'll get into Tom, uh, our, our, our our new mascot, Tommy Lee, had a reply, of course. But, Doesn't suck. Uh, let's start with her comment. Uh, I recently had three girlfriends over, and we sat on my epic Marjorie Art
9: Nouveau bed
8: god i i really don't like this woman at all um uh, my my rolfer what is a rolfer um i'm something that a douchebag owns okay well my, my rolfer come over to do his thing we don't call it a massage they get so pissed off the rolfers do he does this deep tissue body work on ladies we watched the dumbest Netflix movie ever called The Dirt. It doesn't it's suck. It's so stupid and vile about women is and just fucking dumb. It was super fun to groan together. We had jasmine tea. We all got our bodies worked on and watched this white rapper named Machine Gun Kelly, and we just made jokes. I was like, when's Ozzy going to snort the ant? Then within seconds, he snorted the ant. Then Nikki Six character was like, "I have a new girlfriend. She's sweet. She's wonderful." And I was like, "Her name is heroin." Two seconds later, her name is heroin. I was killing it. First of all, not buying her story at all. She probably did all that stuff, but she already knew all that stuff. She's acting like you know she's predicting how the story. Like she's basically saying um, the movie was scripted because it was scripted.
4: <laughs> <laughs> okay. Is that it, or is there more?
8: That's that, that 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 that's the entire comment that I was able to find.
4: My God! First off, before we get into this, uh, you know, she this is on Twitter.
8: No, this is from an interview she did for oh, okay, something okay. called Interview.
4: Fair, okay, appropriate, but but okay. So here is my thing on this. Before, before that, the the lead up to the actual content hits like, look at me. Three, three. Look at me! It's like I'm in an awesome bed. I'm doing this. I'm getting. I'm drinking jasmine tea. She is a ridiculous human even to begin with. Right. Before putting the dirt down, but I want besides her ridiculousness. What did Tommy Lee say in response?
8: Well, before we get into Tommy Lee, I have one important question for you. Oh, please go ahead. Would you?
4: Um, only when she was in the purple hair phase <laughs> and the, in the, uh, uh, on almost dead, the, 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 corpse look in, and the people versus Larry Flint, I'm all in on that. Or the album cover of a whole second album. She looked good, but I'm sure that's because she was in the dark.
8: I'm going to argue with the idea that she's ever been <laughs> in a, a point where she looked good. And I'm going to say this, there are not enough PBRs <laughs> in the world. <laughs> and, and Baco's, you know, been been in some some dank squish before. So.
4: <laughs> no, I, I joke with that because the fact is, is that I remember she got some brave reviews for her acting oh on The God. People versus Larry Flint. Like all she did was show up on the set and yes. be herself. She looked like shit. She acted like just a, a drugged out, you know, just horrible human being. And that was it. That's not acting. That's just being Courtney Love.
8: Kurt Cobain wasted his fame and money. I mean, my God, this is the fucking trailer trash you hook up
4: with. You're that committed to the bit, Kurt. And I even have a couple whole songs uh, on in my playlist, but that's because they're written by Billy Corgan. And she's
8: acting like she's the most prim and proper, like oh hoity toity, you know, uh, rich lady. You know what I mean? It's just like you're such a fucking fraud. Everything about this reeks courtney love she she she's not oh when's Ozzy gonna start the ant like you never heard the fucking story before i she's probably got four copies of the dirt highlighted with her favorite parts uh, under her fucking bed that she That, and that might have crossed the line
4: there. Well, first off, <laughs> if we were on live radio, you could actually see the ratings of our female, the, the, the three females that listen to us is leaving right now. Why? I, I, is I, Courtney Love a woman? She's big as hell. <laughs> My whole thing is, we even even got. I think we're actually. Be, be, is this is this a show called Being Tommy Lee? Because I think we are doing the roles of Tommy Lee before you even get to it yet.
8: Well, let's bring the women back, and as we talk about what Tommy Lee had to say about this.
4: Yes, yes. So maybe we'll get. Well, was, well should we start defending Courtney Love in a second? Yeah, make it uh, fair and balanced.
8: I, well, I, I know I'm going to be. <laughs> <laughs> Keep going, because regardless of everything I just said, criticism wise, she's entitled to not like the damn movie. Sure, I didn't. And people can disagree with her. But it's one thing for like people in a Motley crew group on Facebook to go all crazy and attack Courtney Love. It's an entirely different thing to act that way when you're Tommy Lee, as far as I'm concerned. I mean, it's not because he's still Tommy Lee.
4: Before we get into this, though, I do have something that I, have. I take issue with what she said, too. Okay. Okay? And that is, she said... I couldn't wait, or I was expecting Ozzy to snort ant. It was ants, many ants, not just singular. Right,
8: exactly. I mean, she couldn't even tell her own fucking lie, right? But uh... yeah, come on. Okay, yeah. so Tommy uh, went to Twitter to to basically defend the honor of the Dirt and Motley Crew in general,
4: <laughs> which uh, there is none. It doesn't suck. <laughs>
8: No matter what you thought of the movie, it doesn't put women in a positive light. Okay, no. and, and and every woman it, on the planet has every right to be offended by the I, way they portrayed.
0: It,
4: first off, it doesn't even put them face up.
8: <laughs> and there goes the last female voter listener. <laughs> Sorry, steve <laughs> I'm just, I'm
4: just, I'm, I'm just speaking the truth, man. Come on.
8: All right. Should we get into Tommy's comment? Please, please. All right. So Tom, Tommy, of course, had, had of course, genius, uh, uh, you know, really mature comeback, and that was, hey, Courtney, when's your movie coming out? Oh, that's right. Never. Boom. Mic drop.
4: Is that it? That's That's
8: That's all he had to say about it. Look, I'm all for being a youthful kind of kind of guy, but you kind of have to mature mentally, right, to the point where, you know, I mean, I I'm now picturing I think Tommy Lee right now might be in a bathroom somewhere writing like, uh, for a good time, call Pamela and putting Pam Anderson's phone number on.
4: (laughs) He absolutely is.
6: The problem with you, you need some sensible shoes. Yes, you do. Yes, you do. Look at this black book. It's loaded with phone numbers, potential lovers, new worlds to discover. You would think I
1: really got it made now. New revamped shades, but I'm a
6: i mm-hmm.
8: I would like you to chime in on an argument my wife and I have been having um, because uh, you are the great mediator. And, okay. and, and actually, you know, anybody listening, feel free to, to comment on this on our Facebook page and let me know what you think. Uh, I, there's this uh, sign or, or something we saw at like uh, uh, like Home Goods or something like that, right? It was supposed to be funny, and, it, and she says, Honey, this is perfect for you. And it said, In dog beers, I've only had one. Now, I know what it's trying to say. It's trying to say that I've had seven beers, but because I, I use dog math, I have only had one. The reality is the math is wrong, and this is, this is where the argument is. Okay. If, if one human year equals seven dog years, uh-huh. one dog year would then equal one-seventh of a human year. In other words, <laughs> if I said I had one dog beer, that meant I didn't even finish a beer. I had one. I
4: didn't even have half a beer. I had one seventh of a beer. That, hold, hold on, though. Go back to the what's the what's the t-shirt say or the the saying It's a sign again?
8: or something. It doesn't matter. It's, it's a meme oh. too. You know, I've seen it since.
4: No, but I'm saying what is exactly the phrase? So the I, phrase I is
8: right. in in dog
4: beers. I've had mm. one dog, ears, dog had beers. Dog beers. Right. Dog beers. Got it. Got it. You know, I like the fun. So, okay. <laughs> I in had seven, beers, but in dog I've beers, it's one. one. So what, is, what do you want me to do here
8: again? All right. I say it's one-seventh of a beer. She says it's seven beers.
4: Boy, I'm looking this again. Um, in dog beers, I've had one. You, when you, when I'm we not talk- sure this is that easy. I don't think this is that easy okay. of an argument, Baco. I, so you're saying you, you, that you're, you're, your wife says it's seven. You say it's one-seventh. Is that correct? Correct, yes.
8: I say the okay. math is wrong. I think that it, 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 it's, it's, it's trying to be funny, but it, it, it loses its point because it's just wrong.
4: Okay, so who's is, let's say it's a shirt. Who's wearing the shirt?
8: Well, okay. What if it's the dog? <laughs> I, I, now do the math I, I would think it would still be one-seventh
4: In dog beers, I've had one Yeah, it'd be
8: one-seventh uh, of a regular beer
4: No, a dog. a that would be uh, Actually, that would be What would that be? In Tommy Lee math, that's 49
8: Okay, hold on, so if a dog is one year old It is how old in dog years? It's uh, seven years Okay, so the, why would it be What's one dog year then?
4: I think it's all in the eye of the beholder here, Baco. <laughs> I'm not even sure. <laughs> I'm not even sure which, which side I can take here because oh, I'm looking God. at I it see like
8: a Cobras in- and Fire pole in the future here. Uh- <laughs>
4: And dog breeds. I just think it's amusing that you even having this this argument. But, oh yeah, this is uh, this
8: is the type of stuff that we her and I fight over.
4: <laughs> right. I mean, you're you're the kind of guy that goes to Michael's Michael's uh, whatever the the craft place somewhere. hobby lobby re-ranges, Yeah, hobby lobby rearranges fucking letters. So this is Baco. What so the hell else I am I going to
8: do there? <laughs> <That's> <laughs> I'm true. surely not there to fucking shop.
4: Yeah, you just want to hang yourself with uh, some kind oh, of oh uh, god, uh, flair husbandry or, duty is what that's called. Oh, God. Okay. In dog beers, I've had one. <laughs> dog beers, I've had one. I, again, I'm thinking of it. Now, first off, when you're wearing it, you're probably – you're amusing it. You're, you're being amused by it. You've already had a few beers, so it's even hard to, to figure it out. Ooh. This is a whole – I think this is just a – you should – you know what? Just w- get that T-shirt, Baco. Wear it out. And at one in the morning at some bar, you open this conversation up, and I guarantee people are just going to be—they're just people who are just going to be as confused as fuck. You're going to have—you're going to have a war on your
8: hands. Maybe we should throw a poll up, and it, I shouldn't say this because then I know which way the poll is going to go. But if—if if it turns out people disagree with me, I'll fucking find that shirt somewhere and I'll wear it to Rock and pot.
4: <laughs> or you'll just kick them out of the group if you
8: don't. Uh, yeah, yeah, that, that, that'll be the thing that'll get you out of the group. <laughs> I can tell you this is the conversation that got the cops called to my house. Oh. <laughs>
6: That's
4: right. Oh, God, can you imagine a domestic abuse charge based on this thing. This
8: <laughs> you actually hear stories like that, too. It's like, you know, wife shoots husband because he, he disagreed with her dog beer man. <laughs>
4: and the guy's just loaded, you pick him up, and he's just like, what do you think, officer?!
8: backstory before i get into Vinny's statement because yeah and, and then we'll get into our thing uh basically sure. uh Vinny has hired another promoter to basically throw a Vinny vincent birthday bash <laughs> I, I don't know what that even means uh but we have some speculation that i think you might enjoy coming up
4: well the promoter i think is tommy lee <laughs>
8: okay anyway uh <laughs> uh but Vinny, of course is doing this on uh august uh w- w- what's the day of the rock and pod three is it august 9th or 10th i can't remember.
4: Uh, I believe it's the, uh, uh, one of those, two. <laughs> yeah, it's August 10th. I'm
8: pretty sure it's August 10th. And he's, yeah. basically he's doing it on the same day as rock and pod is in the same hotel that rock and pod is. And, and mm. last year in case he, I, I glossed over it, Vinny was going to be at Rockin' pod too. After he agreed to do it, he came back to Chris and said, you know what? I'm not really sure if I want to do it, but if you give me a couple thousand bucks, I'll, I'll still do it.
6: Right.
8: At that point, Chris just said, you know what? Um, I'm sorry we, you know, but uh that that that's not the agreement we had I'm just gonna i am just going to i will pass and sure. then Vinny, of course torched chris on on social media and then uh deleted that whole group and <laughs> all that kind of stuff now Vinny is uh he he reached uh through his uh promoter or whatever of the, of this birthday bash uh reached out to rock and pod. And asked to kind of do kind of a co-promotion thing that, again, I'll, I'll refer you back to, to Decibel Geek to kind of get the, the exact details of this. But basically, they wanted to kind of like uh, kind of piggyback on Rock and Pod to help sell a few tickets. They thought it'd be a good kind of cross-promotion thing. Mm, yeah. Uh, Chris said no, and Vinny said this. Can I get into the, I'm going to, I only highlighted some parts of this statement.
4: Please, because this statement is like a small novel.
8: Yeah, we wouldn't. Uh, we'd have to do two episodes just reading this statement. Uh,
4: yes. So um, hit the, hit the highlights and check out Decibel Geek for the full Monty. But
8: please. Yeah, Chris reads the entire okay. thing. So, all yes. right, uh, this is a message from Vinnie Vincent. That's a, that's how it starts. <laughs> to all Vinnie Vincent fans, this is my statement straight from the heart. At that point, we know we're about to be fed a lot of bullshit. Sure. Um, he talks a little bit about like uh, how he developed these sites to help with, to connect with the fans. And then he says, these sites were intended to protect the good, fran- good fans from the relentless internet bullying mobs of hate-filled lunatics engaged in the systematic witch hunt. Uh, we all know who he voted for for president now. Uh, to sabotage my brand name and reputation. Okay. I'm sorry, Benny. Again, you've killed your own reputation. I, you can't. You cannot blame a fucking single person on the planet for your reputation right now. Anyway, other than yourself. Look but, but,
4: but before before you even go further on that, that that sentence alone yeah. doesn't matter who you are. You already are like this guy's fucking crazy.
8: <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. Or if you don't think this is crazy. You're crazy, right? <laughs> okay, you probably think the Earth is flat. Anyway, we live in mobs of hate-filled lunatics. Oh wait, no, we we live in a weird fucking time when a few rejects from the wanna ride. Hold on, I just...
6: <laughs>
8: <laughs> it's about to get preposterous. Let's go. We live in a weird fucking time. It seems weird that he would say fucking right there. We live in a weird fucking time when a few rejects from the. This is going to be tough. (laughs)
4: <laughs> i love this i'm enjoying the statement so much just the fact you can't get through it please we're not editing this out this is awesome c- c- continue we we live in a do it w- again from the top Baco. we live in
8: a weird fucking time when a, few, <laughs> when a few rejects from the wanna ride the
4: coattails of vinnie vincent but got booted club i'm just imagining people riding his coattails like him wearing coattails <laughs>
8: Oh my God! Is there a word that means the opposite of riding coattails? Because that's <laughs> Vinny Vincent. I, isn't his entire c- career built on being the coattail rider? Like, like, like you know, anybody's like, oh man, I gotta, ch- I- I'm gonna fucking suck onto this Vinnie Vincent fucking fame wagon here. <laughs>
4: Jesus. <laughs> the, the Vinnie Vincent Fame <laughs> Wagon was the worst selling car in, 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 in GM history. <laughs>
8: more chunks i wanted to get into uh,
4: please this is, right. this is just i'm just i'm i'm basically just sitting here with popcorn and this is like a, a feature presentation yeah,
8: i'm so enjoying please. this but i really want to get to our next part but uh <laughs> <I know. laughs> my attorney sent me an email yesterday stating that that, that an organizer of an event uh, like not he's not he's talking about rock and pod three uh, <sighs> of an event currently scheduled on the, on the same day on august 10th okay well uh, he
4: doesn't even mention the name i forgot that part.
9: yeah
8: Wanted An pr- event. He wanted to promote okay. the Vinnie Vincent birthday bash in connection with their event. And again, he puts uh their event in quotes for some reason. I'm not really sure. Without remuneration, and he spells it wrong. He spells it remuneration. Ooh, remuneration. Yeah, simple typo. I'll give I'll cut him some slack there.
6: Oh, alright.
8: Without remuneration and using the name Vinnie Vincent, I said no. By no, he means uh, <laughs> God damn it <laughs> By no he means what? By no he means he, gave, he told his attorney to give him some options that required payment guarantees <laughs>
6: I know, said
4: uh, no unless you give me $10,000 I'm sorry because the entire time I'm still seeing the, the Vinnie Vincent fame wagon I think it's better as a Vinnie Vincent Chuck wagon like the fucking old commercial <laughs>
6: In another life I sold myself way back then Back when I was new Somewhere down the line I started to slip Years gone by
9: You know, when I brought home my first Ozzy albums, my dad wasn't so sure about it. I was like, hey, I've been listening to your Sabbath albums all these years. And he was like, oh, yeah, cool. You know, <laughs> So there wasn't really a whole lot they'd ever said about music. I mean, they were okay with it. They probably thought I was weird you sure? because I was so into it. But then, you know, someday they'll invent a thing called podcast, and it'll all be worth it. Ah, uh, yes. Someday, when podcasts take over the world, I will go back to my parents and say, thank you for, you know, letting me listen to your Sabbath albums and my Aunt Pam for letting me listen to her Kiss records and my Uncle Bruce for letting me, turning me on to all kinds of cool stuff over the years, you know, my cousin Robin and just all the people in my family that were into music, you know. And I remember my cousin Robin, he had cassette tapes. He had these two big old cases full of cassette tapes in a really cool car. And when he'd come over to my grandparents' house, he would let me go sit out in his car and sample his cassette tapes. and i just sit out there and i'd be in heaven you know listening to great white songs i never heard before and dio songs i never heard before and you know crew i mean he had everything it was oh man i miss those times so much the discovery of new music all the time from people around you that are super cool and know what's up that is
8: to me the most important thing that we've lost is discovery we kind of have turned into a and I'm talking about our era. We've kind of become these parents that want our kids to like the things we liked, where our parents just were like, whatever, he likes this. I think that was better when, you, when your friends turned you on to something, or your uncle or your sisters. Right. And, it, and it wasn't your parents taking you to a Kiss concert. I think it's kind of killed music a little bit.
9: It has. And, you know, to take that even one step further, and this was something else Chris and I were talking about, too, is the fact that there's no more mystique. You know, the fact that, like, when we were kids, like, for my dad to say, oh, man, I don't know if I should let you listen to Ozzy because that's dangerous. no doubt. Or, you know, people that saw Alice Cooper and go, you shouldn't go to an Alice Cooper concert because he drinks blood of chickens and has sex with snakes <laughs> and he's dangerous and you know don't go to that kiss concert because it stands for knights in service to satan and they're dangerous nothing's dangerous anymore you know nothing's exciting the way that is you know to go like i said to to get that ozzy album for the first time and go you know this is kind of scary to listen to this because I've heard all these things and look at this album cover and look at the names of these songs and you know I heard somebody shot themselves listening to it and but I'm going to listen to it it's like watching a scary movie you know you're going to be scared right. when you're little but you want to watch it because it's exciting you put on that Ozzy album and listen to it and go wow that was amazing and nothing bad happened to me so let's play it again
8: yeah, it's hard to 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 explain it to your to yourself when you're you know a 15 year old but you can't accidentally worship the devil. I
9: mean, it, it, it kind of right. has
8: to be by choice.
9: But 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 when you're young, you it's it's but here's real. Here's something else too, and I and I hate to think about it this way, but it has crossed my mind that you know when people talk about rock being dead and what killed rock, when you talk about parents bringing their kids to the Kiss concert, you know what? In some theory, we killed rock by doing that. Yeah, that, instead I, that, of telling our kids, hey. Go you find your go own listen. band Hey, why don't you go listen to some rap music You know, don't be listening to no, you know, Kiss You stay away from that stuff That's dangerous Don't you let me catch you listening to any Dio or Iron Maiden Oh, neither.
8: yeah, you're going go. a different
9: way yeah, You go yeah. listen to some Tupac and some Kanye West Right now, <laughs> go to your room And if I hear any overkill, young man It's, oh, it's over
6: Wash away my troubles, wash away my pain
4: Going to the subject at hand, would you like to transition into something coming up this August?
7: Yeah, the um, Rock and Pod Expo Part 3 is happening August 10th. Uh, the expo will be August 10th. We're doing a really cool pre party concert the 9th. That same venue, everything's happening in one place. It's happening at the Nashville Airport Marriott this year. Uh, bigger venue, uh, I think, cooler guests this year and uh, Cobra's and Fire's coming back. That's like the big highlight,
4: right? <laughs> sure. That's going to sell the tickets.
7: Yeah. But uh, yeah, it's it's uh, exciting, um, stressful, crazy, like it always is. Um,
4: but yeah, just, you want me to go over some of the guests? Yeah, break down those dates again.
7: Okay. August uh, Friday, August 9th is the pre party the night before. It's at the National Airport, Airport Marriott cumberland ballroom um and that'll be with the rock and roll residency which features members of ace and jeans band yes. also um a band out of the cookville tennessee area called eight ball and also lipstick generation if you are a music podcaster and you want to be part of the thing um, if you register as a platinum podcaster you get to be part of the first thing that's actually happening friday afternoon before the pre-party is we're going to have a podcast mixer where we'll have drinks served and you know podcasters can meet up and network and kind of just kick off the weekend and make plans and do stuff like that. Saturday um, will be the expo. It's going to start at 11 a.m., go through about 6 p.m. And some of the guests we have, kind of the headliner is Michael Sweet from Striper, who I know you guys are familiar with. Oh, yes. And also Jason Beeler from Saigon Kick, Brian Forsyth from Kicks, Erie Vaughn from Danzig is coming back. Baco did a great interview with him and also uh, did a great job moderating his panel last year. Also, uh, Jack Gibson from Exodus is coming this year. Rick Rule from Every Mother's Nightmare is coming back, and he was a character the first year, so I'm excited to have him back. Uh, Jeremy now, is, Bar- is, Michael, is Michael Butler from Exodus coming too? I don't think so. I can only book one Exodus basis per year. Um, also, uh, Jeremy Barber from Green Jello, <laughs> Drew Fortier from Zen from Mars. Uh, Drew and Jim from Wild Side. Oh,
4: boy. Okay, we get it. You can stop now.
7: And uh, uh, Toby Wright, the producer, is coming back this year. I'm excited to have him back, and he's excited to come back. We got the dates,
4: we got the place, Rocket Pod Expo. We're good.
7: Uh, A guy named Steve Barnett from a band called Pump Five that's on High Vol Music. uh, High Vol Music will also be having a booth there. So Bill Chavis from that record company is going to be in town. I'm excited to have him. Got um, exhibitors and, and vinyl vendors lined up. Let's wrap this up. Of course, dozens of music podcasts coming into town. We're going to have some live podcast sessions. We're going to have the Podcaster Jam, and it will not get cut after four songs this year, I promise.
4: Do you pinky swear? Otherwise, it's not legal.
7: Um, Also,
4: uh, a lot of the guests
7: are doing signing sessions, meet and greet. Most of the guests tend to do free autographs, so hopefully that'll stay true this year. Carpers and Firewell. Come um, by the booth. Jerk socks, Face Fans, Journey Wipes. We're going to have a rock and metal music museum, which is going to basically be like stage Jesus played Christ. and worn here. Am I mute? Um, we're going to ha- – this is another new thing we're doing this year. We're having rock-themed cosplay, so Ooh. There, there will be several uh, attractive females dressed as some of your favorite rock stars walking around. Nice now. females this year. I like it. I know. I had you know, it's costing me a lot, but no, I'm just kidding. Um, uh, also, uh, raffles and prizes—we'll have some really cool stuff to raffle off. And uh, I can't,
4: I can't. Okay, really- that's it. I'm playing you off like the Academy Awards. You're out of time. You're not picking up on social cues. And just
7: you know, a lot of community—that's kind of the biggest thing about it—is you know, so many people, so many friendships have been formed through this thing for two years, and I'm sure it'll happen again this year. And as I was going to mention, if you're a music podcaster or you want to be a music podcaster and you register, um, to be a podcaster at the event, there's different levels of registration and, um, we're going to have an education track, which will have speaking sessions on, you know, ways to build your audience, ways to do video podcasts, ways to transition to it, ways to do live remote recording. Cause you somebody know, of get the hook. Podcasters like to go on location and do interviews with bands before and after shows. And there's always that irritating noise Well, I'll have somebody there that will tell you how to get the most out of oh, your for fuck's uh, equipment. Sake, And also uh, all that stuff. And then we're going to have live podcast sessions all day that will be professionally recorded and divvied out to the shows afterwards. So um, and I'm still working on guests. There's still there. As you know, uh, we never stop until almost the week of the show announcing guests. And that won't be any different this year. Can you hear me? Yeah.
8: German town called new Wom which is a little bigger than most of the towns we drove through so we stopped there for lunch we went into a cafe it was about 138 and we got the dirtiest looks from the two first two employees we saw. <laughs> why they close at two o'clock on a oh, Thursday fuck. so we were that a little sense. late for lunch okay.
4: Um, yeah, that's never a good sign, uh, especially also when the cafe. The only way you can find it was longitude and latitude. Yeah.
8: Well, the only the only other restaurant on that st- on the downtown street was already closed. Uh, <laughs> they closed it, on a too. Thursday. Yeah, and their sign said they closed it too, but they were gone. Um, and it was clearly like a still operational restaurant. Like things weren't boarded up or <sighs> dusty or anything like that. But yeah, so the, but they said you know, but the grills are on the, the the. I said, oh, I'm sorry, we'll we, we'll find someplace else. They said, no, the grills are on. It's okay. Uh, so uh, by the way, we got our food fast as fuck, which turned out to be not a good thing. But yeah, uh, <laughs> it turned out the grills weren't on, and so they had to prep uh, cook our food in frying pans. And I got food poisoning like within about 45 minutes of leaving there.
4: Oh, good Christ.
8: Yeah. And it was just like, uh, I had the, the worst hamburger I've ever had in my life. And I've had my dad's cooking.
4: Uh, I mean,. <laughs> You know, you can't really fuck up a hamburger. Just cook it medium.
8: Well, it was just, it was shit meat. I mean, this must have been that stuff that comes in those pink tubes. That's what they use, but it was, (laughs) it was, and it was like, they even admitted they didn't prep the food the way they normally do it. was bun burger bun. That was it. Uh, Oh, I had sauerkraut because it was called the New Ulm Burger, which is a German burger. But yeah, the sauerkraut was like just disgustingly mushy and shit. And... I don't know. We went to an antique store right next to it right afterwards, and by the time we were out of there, I was clear that something wasn't okay with Baco. And then by by the time we did get to Redwood Falls, which was a few hours later, it was clear I I was going to be spending some time on a porta potty somewhere. Uh, Fire hole expelling all this, but uh, uh, that was you really the really nightmare mile. there. But uh, we get to the fair, and and I also shared on the Facebook group one of the most brilliant ideas that I've never heard of before. 50 empty beer cups will give you one free beer. What a way to get your fucking uh uh festival cleaned up for free.
4: I mean, come on, yeah. Rock USA. I just want to be next to the guy that has this just huge stack <laughs> yeah. of cups that he's holding. But you know fucking fisting. people are going to do it. <laughs> it's a good idea.
8: Yeah. No, I mean, I wouldn't be fucking collecting 50 cups. Yeah, yeah but uh, um, maybe 20 years ago. I don't know. The thing that, you get to the end of the night and you only got two tickets and you need six, but you don't want to buy 20.
4: The problem with that idea, though, is is when you do it, it's it's like near the end and you bring all those 50 cups up and they go, thank you very much. Sorry, we can't serve you anymore. <laughs> but the the main event,
8: of course. The Ron Keel Band. Now, the, the draw for me was that it was the full band. So just knowing that I was going to get to see this whole band, you know, was kind of an opportunity that I thought was worth three hours of my life. As you know... i i I adore ron as a human being but that's more recently thing i have been a fan of his music for a long time and that new record is probably the best of his career and they played well first of all i get there and and ron uh is sitting by the side of the stage smoking a cigarette so he brought amy and i back to hang with the band while the opening band played and i got to meet the whole band and they were they were great it was we were kind of hanging out he's like let's go into this uh the the, one of the the motorhomes they're in because they got air conditioning and he's like getting ready, and one of the guys is like half naked, and it's just Amy and I sitting in there. And you know, if you've been in a motorhome, they're not exactly roomy. You know, I mean, it, no. And so I was like, you know, Ron, I kind of feel like we're just kind of in the way here. We can wait out just outside here. But there, there was a picnic table out by where they were putting the bands, and uh, he's like, no, 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 hang on, I'm just, uh, you know, gotta put this on and all stuff. And, uh, and keep in mind, this is all happening while you know I still haven't properly taken care of all the issues I'm now dealing with from my list. <laughs> Then eventually we, we all went out, and uh, the whole band kind of came around, and we talked for a little bit. But uh, they, they went on, and I got to tell you, they put on a full fucking rock show. their full stage. They played two hours and 15 minutes. Now, they didn't play any keel. I'll touch on that in a second if that's all right. But he played damn near the entire new album, which was fine with nice. me. And then they did a ton of killer um, like rock and roll medleys, like more um, southern rock kind of stuff. Which really worked you know, more for the, the, the county fair atmosphere, so I'm sure that was by design. Sure. It turns out that they are just a killer southern rock cover band, and just everything. I mean, I, I think Ron is singing better than he ever has in his life. Now, unlike a certain Bullet Boy, he will acknowledge that his voice sounds different than it did 30 years ago. But I do think it's stronger, you know. I mean, it's aged. It's got a little, a little bit of a tonal difference. But that, a lot of that has to do with. I think he's learned how to sing a little better, and he's kept himself, you know, his vocal cords in great shape. Uh, even though he was drinking natural ice and smoking cool g- greens or uh,
4: <laughs> cool meatballs. I gotta uh, tell you, that just makes your Coors Light seem classier. Yeah, sure. by,
8: yeah. By the way, the bass player opened up a cooler just filled with Coors Lights.
4: <laughs> yeah, right up my alley. Uh, I, you ice. Know, uh, what's that? Oh. No, I'm just saying. I'm glad to see people are still buying the ice. Oh
8: yes, yeah. <laughs> nat,
4: it was nat- Natty, Natty ice, Natty ice. Uh, oh my uh, God, boy. this guy's my hero. Yeah. <laughs> Already, we are, We are. I'm starting to become. Uh, Ron Keel. Can I just talk yes. about him for just a second? Okay. So before we start the show, I'd never heard anything by Keel. I just, I just hadn't. And, and since your interviews with him. And listening to his whole album, which I purchased after your interview with him, out of the fact that it, he sold it, he sold it. You know what I mean? Just by talking to yeah. him, hearing him, I'm like, I, I gotta check this out in full. Love it, love his new album. And then I just started looking online about like kind of his uh, history, and there's a lot of stuff that you know I have in common with him too, as far as the just general stuff he likes. Like, uh, did you know his favorite James Bond movie is uh, View to a Keel? <laughs> Okay, keep it going. Uh, what do you think his favorite Metallica album is? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Keel them all.
8: Yeah, I was going to, I was just, I uh, hadn't got there yet, but yes, Keel them all.
4: You're, you're focusing a little too much on
8: the last name because I got to tell you right now, his uh, uh, motorhome was called the Roncord. <laughs> Are you serious? Yeah, he said a fan covered
4: up the C and wrote R. <laughs> oh, that's great. I love it. Uh, did you it? have yeah, any more? Yeah. yeah, you know what his favorite Steven Seagal movie is?
8: I'm guessing at this point it's got to be Hard to Keel.
4: No, it's Under Siege. Combined it with his wife's uh, Jennifer's business trip out here, which is awesome because you're probably be coming out here the lovely Jennifer. Yes, lovely Jennifer. Very so, cool. Hey, this is the first here. time you get to meet her. She's pretty cool, huh? Yeah, yeah, very cool, and, and a good sport about everything because you know, uh, like a lot of wives, that the, this genre of music is sometimes not their their cup of tea. But <laughs> but uh, so <laughs> anyway, so so she we we meet up and um, well, I, I would just say like a lot much. of
8: wives podcasting isn't their cup of tea because my wife loves the <laughs> music. No, boy. She thinks like, like that. What I come down here to do is the. She's not critical of it. She doesn't try to stop me. But it's uh, well, it's hard well, to sure. explain sometimes.
4: No, what, what I was going to say is is I think that uh, at Rock and Pod, if Baco and I are doing our own little uh, thing, if we're doing a presentation, if that comes to, comes to pass, that I think we should just say like, who here has a stronger marriage as a result of being a podcaster? <laughs>
8: <laughs> oh my God! We should do a panel called "Stronger Marriages <laughs> Through Podcasting."
4: Now. No, I just want to see nobody move their arms because gonna...
8: <laughs> How many people have since moved to an efficiency apartment since starting their own podcast?
4: <laughs> who here? Who here is a better father as a result of being a podcaster? <laughs> okay, we're zero for three. Moving on.
6: No,
8: I don't think you got my joke. Then. Oh, I. Did. I'm sorry. We're we're
4: one for three. Yeah.
8: Okay. <laughs> Well, I used to have a nice house, you know, three bedroom, two bath, (laughs) and a nice big backyard, two car garage. Now my wife has that, and I have an efficiency and a cat.
4: Yeah, and I wasn't aware they still sold air conditioners that stick in the window. (laughs) Do you think you you
8: still get those beds that stick in the wall? The Murphy Murphy bed. Uh, is this the living room or the kitchen? It's
4: both. It's both. That's right.
8: <laughs> All right. Anyway, so anyway the future of yes. podcasting people. Mm-hmm.
4: That's right. So anyway, so so fellow. That'll be great. though
8: when I asked Eddie Trunk where he thought podcasting was going, he's like, "Well, I think it's going to result in an uptick in people renting uh, efficiency apartments. <laughs> uh, <laughs> divorce attorneys. Uh, you know, you can find right. a way to to streamline divorce. It's a good good way to."
4: Get into? <laughs> I got to tell you, right now I'm thinking of starting a side business where Google knows everything about you, you know? You just you just hone in on anybody that's a podcaster for being a divorce attorney.
8: <laughs> yeah, just Google married podcasters and start counting the
4: days. Like, start <laughs> I just, sending I just, them flyers. I can't remember. In case your marriage falls apart because you're a podcaster, here you go. Or maybe but, uh,
8: if you want to be shady, or you could like actually start hiring people to to mess with their lives to make it look like uh, podcasting is destroying their family, and the wives right. take it, take the the lead. You got to that's what you got to do. You got to hit the wives, get them to leave, and then you get the business.
4: Well, sure. There's all kinds of ways to do it. I mean, it, I think that basically it's going to be standard when you're going to, uh, you know, going to court. They just ask. By the way, my husband is a podcaster. Don, you get sixty percent of everything,
8: <laughs> ma'am. He's fifty-five years old, <laughs> wearing an out of the cellar t-shirt. I assumed.
4: <laughs> he uh, he kept going on and on about Ron Keel, You, you get the, you get the house.
8: He gets the hot tub with Ron Keel.
6: <laughs> kills me not to know this, but I've all but just forgotten what the color of her eyes were, and her scars, or how she got them. As the telling signs of age rain down, a single tear is dropping through the valleys of an aging face that this world has forgotten. That will put me in my place and there is no time like a present
8: Matt uh, Silverone, Your drummer. Uh, mm-hmm. Did you see the documentary
5: they did on him? Did not watch it. That he did on him. What's that? I think he did it on him. Have you seen any? Have you seen his other movies? Uh, not really. Something I put high on my list of must rents. Okay. Uh, but hey, more power. Look, you know what Is that Netflix. Uh, I don't. I, I, if they have a, a dark, a dark, a dark web version of Netflix. Um, uh, more power to whatever. You know, I got enough trouble running my own life, yeah. making <laughs> my own decisions. <laughs> You know what I mean? People do stuff and make decisions, and
8: you know well, I enjoyed the documentary very much, and uh, I've heard him in interviewed sometimes. He's, he can be okay. In
5: fairness, oh, he's not. A, he's a smart guy. Uh, in fairness, that version of him I never knew because that all happened during really the Skid Row time. Yep. Um, when we were on tour, I mean, we would drink a few beers and fall asleep. We weren't like a drug band, you know. Um, so, you know. So I, I guess I know the answer to the next question,
8: especially because you said you guys aren't really getting along. Um, I guarantee he's never given you one of his uh, dildos that are fashioned after himself. I'm
5: sitting on one as we speak. <laughs> I, I saw you
8: moving
4: a little bit a logo Yeah. <laughs> okay.
5: All right. Fair enough. Yeah. I mean.
4: I guess uh, this comes up sometimes. Like I recently saw Extreme; they're they they're great. But you know, that's that's one band that's known for like, you know, an acoustic song like your hit. Um, I guess what did, did you was that picked as the 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 main single. I guess what I'm saying is that it's a lot of challenges. Like a lot of people have no idea the extreme rocks like Van Halen, kind right. of. You yeah. know what I mean? Not like people got in, even of that song to hear that record. It's
8: oh, I mean,
5: I, I, there was literally hordes of soccer moms rioting at our live shows when they realized the rest of the album wasn't that. But you know what? I, I don't. I don't saying I don't care is not right. It was never part of my mental process. I make music I want to make. If I want to make a bunch of Barry Manilow tunes, that's oh, what sure. I'm doing. If I want to make my sugar tunes, that's what I'm doing. It wasn't written as a, oh, my God, let's have a hit. Um, That mentality wasn't. Sure. Because, I mean, if we would have tried to write a hit, it would have failed miserably. We were in Mexico shooting a video for a song on that record called Hostile Youth with uh, the guy who had done the Jane's Addiction documentary, Gift. We got a call from Doug Morris, who's a legendary kind of record label owner guy. And he said, look, this station in Florida started playing this song. And it's exploding Right It's like Selling 10,000 records a week At this point In a very small area yeah, yeah. And it's number one in phones And it's all this stuff And he goes And you guys have a hit So it wasn't like We all sat down And drew up this plan Of how to have it happen oh, Of course It kind of happened Right um, And at the end of the day It's a song I wrote Touched a lot of people Some illegally uh, No, but uh, some Uh and it's and the Catholic priest of hits, and oh, it's a God. good, it's it, a terrible it, quote, and it's a good thing. You know, what I mean, at the end well, of the day, of it's, it, it, it's a good thing, and, and I've been able to live my life to this point, making music and doing, you know, I don't have a day job, and being creative and dealing, you know, getting a jam with Dave and all these different, you know, yeah. and uh, worked with tons of bands on our label like Nonpoint, Skindred, Carnival, Sick from the UK, and uh, I'm as lucky as you get.
8: No, I follow you on social media.
5: I'm sorry. Um,
8: yeah, I, I just have one request. Can you can you lighten up a little bit? Yeah.
5: <laughs> I decided a long time ago. It's just like I'm going to go in a song. Children are the future. Now, yeah. uh, but I decided a long time ago that nothing I post on social media is going to be of any worth or value, other than making myself laugh and confusing people. Yeah. So there's people who know me who get and then there's the people who don't know me who like everything I post is like a serious like thing I don't
8: see how anybody can take them serious
5: I've gotten some amazing things that we should share with you about like I posted one uh, this kid who does my art creates these uh, like gifts or whatever like of me on different situations so he did one of like me as George Costanza from the Art of Seduction from the Seinfeld you know he's wearing like the boxer shorts and he's on the and he did a really good job of it so like this girl started texting me like I'm so proud of you not being fat shamed and being proud of your body and, <laughs> and being able to do that kind of pose. And I'm like, this is fantastic. This is the whole reason the internet was invented. Yes, exactly.
8: I have to agree. I think that's much funner than a lot of the other stuff out there, like the, the, when the people just get it wrong. No.
5: Yeah. I, I've gotten this really bad habit lately, especially with my humor, is that when I'm making a joke that no one else gets, that's my favorite thing. Like when everyone's confused and has no <laughs> idea what I'm talking about... I've become addicted to that awkward silence, yeah. even in the live show. Like, I'm happy when people laugh, and they do, fortunately. But when it gets so obscure that no one knows what I'm talking, to do, <laughs> you get that like weird silence. Like, You guys ever listen to Andrew Dice Clay, the Rick Rubin one, where he's in those like, the little right. clubs just going nuts? Yep. Yep. That's my, like, oh, my God, the guy has just lost any, the entire plot, and it's so on the edge of, like, he literally doesn't know what he's talking about yeah. or where it's going to go right on that's my life philosophy embrace the awkward silence and it's worked out great for Andrew Dice Clay in terms of career yeah. So.
8: I mean, yeah, exactly. it certainly has uh, do you have anything else you want to promote uh, before we let you go here
5: just my love for you okay, and your questions I'm, I've done interviews my whole life and I've never felt as prodded <laughs> uh, as thoroughly prodded well, excellent that's, I that's, that that's yeah happy. I feel very proud oh, I, too I, right yeah. I, I've definitely you've touched me in spaces I haven't been touched
8: To the program michael sweet uh, of course singer from striper michael uh, uh congratulations are in order because you are our first four-time guest so oh really yeah congrats on that uh, we uh a- well that's awesome we gotta make it like uh, 10 time you know guest or
1: 20 time guest
8: well if you stay busy enough i'll at least have you on once a year you'll have something to promote right
1: Well, we'll work on that, man. That's I I have no plans of slowing down right now. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna stay busy and keep
8: pumping out the music, man. Cool. Um, Well, we do have a few people logged in at three, so I I assume eventually someone else get it. But for right now, the title is all yours. The title is all mine. Yeah, you are. You are the, the. Okay.
1: Well, you know what. You got it. I'm surprised you haven't had George on that many times. You George, know, I, have you had him on at all?
8: No, I I haven't actually ever reached out to him. and I really should because uh, I he, he's talked to a couple of my friends uh, like Josh Toomey I know, and he's a fascinating interview actually.
1: He is, and and he's actually very busy and active. And he's got a lot of things going on, so he'd be a good candidate. All right, as
8: well. I'm putting him on the list. I'll get him by the end of the year. <laughs> uh well hey it was a pleasure you know actually meeting you at, at rock and pod in nashville um i've always enjoyed having you on the show it's it's fun to talk to but you know seeing you face to face and I, I got a little hug from you too at the end of the evening appreciate that um yeah, and yeah, plus absolutely. you got to meet the the other host you know we kind of split up the interviews but uh it, it, it anyway it was the pleasure was all ours for sure so uh did you, that was your first rock and pod uh what were your thoughts
1: I thought it was great, man. I was really impressed and uh, surprised in a good way. Uh, I loved seeing everybody come out, uh, and obviously doing all the interviews was great. But it was also uh, amazing to be able to go up and, pl- and perform. Oh yeah, you and killed do a few it too. Songs, you know. So it was. I really had a great time. I hope I get asked back. I hope that they continue doing it. I I know that it's a little bit of a struggle for them. It's a lot of work, mm-hmm. obviously. And uh, I hope they continue doing it. I believe this was the third?
8: Yeah, it, the third it, it was the third. One? It was the third. Okay. Um. And, yeah, if uh, man, if you would have seen it from the first year to now, I mean, it has grown quite quickly. Uh, um, wow. But it's been a blast every Amazing. year. Every year more fun. So.
1: Absolutely. Well, I, I hope they continue doing so, and I, and I hope to be a guest in in the near future. I'm sure if and you're I available, time, I'll have man. you. I was, yeah. I was so pleasantly surprised.
8: And I don't know if you recall this part of the evening but uh I ended up sharing a elevator at the hotel with you your wife I think Tony Hernell was there um this was the, like <laughs> I don't know pretty late I after the, the the expo me and some of the fellow podcasters had quite a quite a, a, in, enjoyable time uh consuming alcohol so I was probably a little drunk if I, I hope I wasn't too obnoxious uh
1: you know what, brother? I, you were not too obnoxious, <laughs> and uh, you never have to worry about with that with me. Unless you come up and you you grab me by the neck and you you know start stripping me down or something, <laughs> then, then, then maybe I might say you were a little obnoxious. But no, you were fine, man. Uh-huh.
8: the hugest sports fan but i feel like you've been trying a lot uh since i've uh, joined the program
6: yeah
4: um, and before we, before we get into that too i just have to say i remember when uh, extreme had an interview and they said that they wanted to do a more hard rocking version of its <laughs> monster.
8: <laughs> so <laughs> they were like what do you want to call the song it's like flicking the bean no yeah nah. no not, not, not flick the bean what
4: about Me-bop. it's monster? Mebop was a working title. Mebop,
8: yeah. <laughs> but in a somewhat recent story about a football player, I just look. The guy is about to go to prison for rape and all these girls. So I don't want to make light of it, but some funny kind of stuff came out of this that actually kind of sheds light on how fucked up our world is. This is about, this
4: is about Tim Tebow, right?
8: <laughs> yeah, of course. <laughs> uh, no, not Tim Tebow, but Kellen Winslow Jr., uh, son of Hall uh, son of Hall of Famer Kellen Winslow. Uh it, he uh he he was drafted with some notoriety and kind of high. Can I, can I ask
4: is he related to Michael Winslow, the guy who made all the sound effects in the Police Academy movies?
8: No, he is not. Uh okay. well, can- not as much as I know, but uh you know, I I don't know the Winslow uh family.
4: I didn't know if he does to make sound effects when he's checking off. Okay, <laughs> <Like he> does. <laughs>
8: okay. Well, maybe he does. I actually assume like most of us he does. But apparently he has a different sense of uh, boundaries when it comes to like, uh, what is the appropriate place to masturbate uh, or watch porn. Um, apparently it was well known amongst teammates that uh, once the smartphone came out, that guy was pretty much only watching porn during team meetings. Which kind, of, kind of explains his, uh, his uh, career uh, trajectory. Uh, ooh, trajectory. Uh, <laughs> but Uh, In spite of these very serious allegations against this guy, one of the things that, that that I found from the story breaking down, just how pathological this guy was, is that teammates on every team he was on complained about having to room with him on the road because they would just come into their hotel room and he would just be jerking off. And it was almost like this, like, or sometimes, like, they'd already be in the room, and he'd just, like, start jerking off. Like, he had no idea that, like, this was the inappropriate thing to do. He did it on a team bus. It got to the point where he he bought, like, a like imagine, like, a, a fleshlight, but it's more of a, a complete torso. He had yeah. one of those that he would bring on the road with them. Now, look, the sexual deviant aspect of it, I don't care that much about, but, yeah, it, how fucked up is the workplace that the NFL is willing to tolerate this obvious thing that's like, this doesn't happen in the workplace? Like, well, if we cut him, someone else is going to sign him and allow him to jerk off with a teammate in the room.
4: Before we go any further, take the acronym NFL out of it and replace that with General Motors.
8: Exactly.
4: General Motors, The uh, you know one of the executive's beat a lady up in the elevator. You know what I mean? Like, only with the NFL could you even have this story, and it's going on for as long as it has.
8: Yeah, right? they, 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 need, they need time to sort out what to do. You know what
4: I mean? <laughs> Johnny, Johnny keeps whacking his pud during weekly uh, uh, updates on our sales presentation. Uh, and he's and, and, and they're thinking, what do you think we should do about this? Yeah, I, real the, quick, sidetrack. Are too- you offended or less offended if you're at a concert and somebody's filming or they're streaming porn right in front of you?
8: <laughs> Oh, well, if they're streaming porn, they're not holding it in front of my face, so I don't care. Uh, (laughs)
4: They're holding up like they're filming, except they're watching porn.
8: But back to your point, it's like, yeah, the two two department heads of Amazon get sent to uh, a conference in in, uh, Cincinnati, and uh, one of them just keeps jerking off pretty much all the time on the plane in the hotel room, and they come back and like, well... We need to do some investigation into this. And, and unless there's a video of him actually doing it, then there's nothing we can do about it. We'll yeah, just like, ask him to stop if he doesn't mind.
4: Yeah, we're, we're, we're going over co- uh, uh, Q3 projections, and uh, Johnny uh, keeps playing All Holes Need Filling Part 5.
8: And you know I love me some football, the Minnesota Vikings. And I remember when Adrian Peterson got in trouble for using a, uh, I don't know, uh, a branch out of the yard to beat one of his children. Uh-huh. Sadly, my thought was, Jesus fucking Christ, can't you just take the football and run? <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, why no. why does this keep happening? The NFL is fucked. You don't you hear this what, with NASCAR. Go- you don't hear NASCAR guys fucking punching out women in elevators and jerking off?
4: No, they just drive the car.
8: That exactly. Just drive the goddamn
6: car.
4: I bought. What is your favorite product? Which, which uh, is a, a set of earbuds. Yes, you love the earbuds. <laughs> you actually, paid for them. I did. Yes, oh, I God, did throw no, them out. I, the- I have
8: dozens of them just sitting around. They came free with crap. Anyway,
4: <laughs> I needed something with a mic that I could uh, uh, for work where I can do a, a phone call. Sure. But anyway, because I lost it today. For, so for, but for anyway. a
8: practical uh, non-music enjoyment purpose, I have zero problem with the
4: earbud. Okay, good, because they are horrible-sounding. But anyway, so I went to Target, and I opened up the package, and it just reminded <laughs> me that I'm always reminded nice. of, of what, the package? Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. You going to throw that in there? Because people haven't heard that enough.
8: Yeah, no, I got some uh, <laughs> requests for more, so.
4: <laughs> but, yeah, so I opened up the uh, the box.
6: Oh, nice. Yeah.
4: And inside of it, uh, I'm always perplexed when i see this but yeah you are it just it it just oh, yeah. uh reminds me of the fact that somebody must have done this at some point that is oh it says, they did now you were there watching weren't you oh, it yeah. says silica <laughs> it says silica gel do not eat oh uh, yeah oh you like those huh I do like. I'm just thinking that you know, just like it says, like the coffee inside this cup is hot. Yeah. Um, at some point, somebody must have opened a, a set of, of headphones, for example, and said, "Oh, they left a tasty little snack for me in here. <laughs> this is crunchy. It's in a little. It's in a little baggy. Here I am. I yeah. mean, what is the point of even having? Uh, just saying. Do you think that happened? What are your thoughts? How it's, does it say? A, do not. eat? Oh, it
8: clearly happened. It is a gateway to Tide Pods. <laughs> Here is the order, okay? Uh, Rock and roll, (laughs) Satan, silica gel packs, vaping (laughs) Tide Pods. is a little too family friendly for me um, which we'll get to here in a minute Um, to me things like going on a cruise or going to Vegas or you know uh, let's say even New Orleans these are things you do to get away from your fucking family especially your children and the (laughs) idea that that, that you try to like I hate the way Vegas is going by the way well it's been going that
4: way for 25 years
8: oh absolutely and uh but drink Drink, absolutely drink. <laughs> it's been a while. Uh, but yeah, I mean, it just gives you, it, Vegas is, is basically now something I, I really have no desire to go back to after I went, you know, about two years ago, twice. I'm like, this is just, it's 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 gone. Um, but
4: just d- d- so people don't think we're just shitting on Kiss the entire time, which we probably will get to in a second. Of course. But, the, but, but As it, is tradition. basically, if there was, if, it doesn't matter what my, my favorite band would be, I, I just couldn't take three or four days of just that theme is my point
8: That's yeah and, and and my thoughts are like it's it's largely the fans that would keep me <laughs> away <laughs> well
4: there's that too
8: i have a dubious history with uh hardcore kiss fans of one i consider myself to be right but but we we view the world very different like me and mankini we are not uh grabbing the we're not fighting for the same food at the buffet <laughs>
4: There's also, you know, when you're down the dumps, you do go on a kiss cruise and you get an ego boost looking around.
8: Oh my say? god, yeah! I mean, I would be one of the. Uh, oh my! I would feel like a, such a rock star walking around that thing.
4: <laughs> you're like Brad
8: Pitt. <laughs> it's like, who's that guy? Is he famous? <laughs> He's only slightly overweight. Look at that T-shirt, just kind of like, he just like lays it out there, man. He doesn't tuck it in. <laughs> To some of the details and that stuff, but uh, I have to get this out there literally, no ba- look. This whole, like, what did you guys expect? Of course, they're going to come back, blah 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 blah. All that, that stuff that people are saying, like, I'm so smart because I waited till it happened and said, See, I told you so. First of all, those kind of people, you really just need to get a fucking life. Go fuck yourself. I'm sorry that I'm capable of having uh, an opinion and living a productive you know, life where my bills are mostly paid. Um, but um, I actually have a bigger problem with this one. No band ever made any bigger issue about like we will never come back this is net look i mean i love that that video of mick mars saying if we ever play a tour again tickets are going to be free is just making the rounds right now but phil verone ha- chimed in because he had something to tell the real fans about this whole thing right now phil verone for those who don't know was the drummer for saigon kick i think his late last gig was playing in, in uh, red dragon cartel But he said this. I'm just going to read his statement on on Facebook. Uh, Interrupt as you feel. I don't care. After the Motley Crue tour announcement, I was disgusted by the resentment and anger of so-called fans. And that's pretty much, I want to point that out, highlight so-called fans. That is the crux of what's pissing me off about what he's about to say. My three cents, he carries on. If you're angry that a band is going to tour Even after a farewell farewell tour Then you're not a fan Yeah, go fuck yourself A fan would embrace the chance to see their favorite band again No matter what the circumstances surrounding it and then he goes into this long description about how bands are complicated. Being in a band is a full-time job. It's, it's difficult when you're touring or recording. I don't I don't expect fans to understand the dynamic of that. A band is made up of different members of different personalities, different egos, different addictions. Blah, 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 blah. None of that has anything to do with what we're talking about. If you love music, if you love Motley Crue, if you love concerts, then you're getting the greatest gift of all. I will never, ever, ever, ever understand. I think Bob Kulik helped him write that line. Uh, Now, someone using the moniker of fan can be angry about Motley Crue touring again. Contrary to popular belief, a band has enough problems dealing with the band than trying to mastermind a plan to betray its fans. The only betrayal I see from so-called fans talking shit about the band for that shame on you. Oh, I don't know where to begin on this, but that irritates the fuck out of me. I hate this, you're not a true fan kind of comments that anybody makes ever, but it's typically in some like little fanboy group. It's not from somebody like, you know, that that's done this kind of stuff or is just clearly trying to kiss Motley Cruz ass for some backstage passes. I have a first-hand story I would like to share. Is that okay? Yes. My wife went to to school in a very small town in southern Minnesota. I think it's called Freeborn. Who the fuck knows. Two of her friends that still live down there, they paid through the ass, like through StubHub and Ticket King, uh, to get tickets to the very last Motley Crue show on New Year's Eve 2015, whatever it was, right, in L.A., Now, buyer beware, all that stuff, fine, whatever. But the reason they did that is because they were fans of the band from the the beginning. And Motley Crue is one of those few bands that were kind of my band almost at inception. You know what I mean? From that era, especially. So I kind of relate to what these guys, even though I wouldn't have even paid tickets to see them in my town the four times they came through on that farewell tour. Right. But... So they paid for airfare, they paid for hotels, they took time off of work. They were talking thousands of dollars here just so they could say to themselves. I was at the last Motley Crew Tour. And I think a big part of that was they believed this this, this this uh this pitch they were selling. No band has ever gone out of their way to prove to the people unnecessarily, by the way, no one made them do any of this. They could have just gone out on the whole farewell tour, and I'd probably feel a little bit different about the people who got burned on this. Because I don't feel this way about KISS fans. I I don't feel this way about Ozzy fans. But Molly Crew made a special effort to stick it in your face that no fucking way are we ever going to be that fucking lame. And then, of course, there's some of the obvious things. Mick is dead, and Vince can't sing. So it seemed like it all kind of lined up. You know what I mean? So, yeah. And and guess what? Go to the show. Don't go to the show. Be happy about it. Don't be happy about it. But to anybody, especially somebody who's been in a band, to fucking tell somebody like, oh, you have an opinion I disagree with. You're not a true fan. Go fuck yourself, man. It's just a goddamn band. I think it's lame. I think it's fucked up, and I think they're fucking over people that probably don't deserve to get fucked over, and it isn't going to change a damn thing, and I'm aware of that. But you know what? Go fuck yourself, Mother Crew, and go fuck yourself, Phil Verone. I'm still a fan. You don't get to fucking dictate that.
4: Uh, Do you need a snack from all the yelling? (laughs)
6: Believe what they said Now It's too late to go back This Didn't turn out Like I planned